Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right, cool. Hey, everyone. Ben here, not Ben again. Uh, ben here, Sing Better Fast podcast. I have with me uh, Jamie Vendera, my good friend and fellow uh, goofball. And we have a special, amazing, super awesome guest with us today, Ray West. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, hand it over to you. Introduce our uh, our guest to us and tell us what we're talking about today. Well, he, he's laughing, but he doesn't realize uh, what an influence he's been on me. This is Ray West, uh, who I discovered... Oh my gosh, what, 89, 90 when uh, the band Spread Eagle first came out. And I remember watching Headbangers Ball and seeing Scratch Like a Cat come on, and it just blew my mind. One of the most charismatic singers I've ever heard. If you're into anything like Alice in Chains or even the death metal or anything with like just raw, emotional, guttural, heart-wrenching vocals, I truly believe a lot of these guys knew who ray west was i know for a fact this isn't from ray but i know for a fact that singers from bands like guns roses and skid row know who's who this cat was and they were talking about when they heard this guy when they heard that song so ray again is the singer for spread eagle and he was in another band called weapons of a new and i'm such a fan of this guy that i i tracked him down actually i stalked him <laughs> no, that's funny <laughs> until i convinced him to write a book uh, which we have released from Vendera Publishing called Melody to Madness, which is a phenomenal book. It talks about really finding your own voice, and I think he did. And now he's actually an associate coach of Vendera Vocal Academy. So now that I really told everything, you, you can retell it to me, Ray. <laughs> tell, me, <laughs> tell me about your life. How did you get into music? How did you end up to where you are now? I think it happens the way, way all of us do is, you know, when you're a kid, you know, your parents sort of turn you on to tunes, wherever it turns you on to music. You know, I think it affects you in a certain way. I'm just one of those people where you walk by a radio and like with the Beatles or, you know, Creedence Clearwater. When you're a kid, you, these things come out of the, you know, vibrate you and just massage your brain. You're like, oh, the hell, what the hell is that? Music has always just been like a thing that just was my, my blanket. Like anybody else, you know, it's, it was my go-to. You know, uh, when you first hear something like the Beatles, that, that changes you. I don't care whether you're three years old or 30 years old. You know, it makes you sort of wake up. So it was my awakening was you know, melody and hearing music and the vibrations and all that kind of hippy dippy stuff. I, I it's just, a, maybe it's chemical, maybe it's DNA, maybe it's just listening and listening. And I don't know, man, it just, it woke me up uh, as a child. I loved music. My parents loved music. Um, it, it was everything. I, I, I sang songs from morning to night, didn't know what the hell they were. You know, you wake up with the melody in your head. You just like, it's that kind of, it gives you freedom. And I discovered freedom very young and I think you go through natural, natural progression like any of us do as a child. You get turned on to music. As a teenager, you really get into music and to the point where you're listening to it all day long. You're hiding in your bedroom. Um, but singing, the act of actually singing onto a mic and then all that stuff. I was working in a record store. And uh, one of the guys in the store had a band. And they actually asked me, you know, uh, can you, can you, we, have, we have a rehearsal tonight. You got, you know, you're more than welcome to come. Can you sing? I'm like, Yeah. You know, I didn't know if I could sing. That's all bullshit. I'm like, uh, and next thing I know, like maybe an hour later, we were, I was living in Colorado at the time. We, and we, we played Bad Company and uh, a foreigner song, Double Vision, something like that. That'll really date me back now. 
But, um, you know, I just even just no, there was no technique or anything to it. It was just like wishful thinking and you just go for it. And next thing I know, I'm I'm doing this thing of like singing into a microphone. The guys are all into it. And say la vie, man. The rest of my life is just sort of like this crazy thing of looking and searching and searching for something. And maybe it's searching for its own. Maybe it's searching for a melody, the right words to say, or just I've been trying to, trying to find the best way to express myself for years and years and years. Yeah, I don't think that journey ends until you're like, you know, six feet under. No, absolutely. But the thing about you, and I, because I know you personally and I know the bands you've been in, you organically changed as you were finding your voice, even before you studied voice and, and, and learned proper technique. So I know when you got signed with Spread Eagle, uh, just from the stories uh-huh. that you, you were a, I'm not going to say you were a totally clean singer, but you're a very melodic singer. But when you when you listen to uh, either, either record, either the first record open to the public, there is just this raw emotional guttural just heart-wrenching sound that you don't hear with a lot of singers so you had to find that some way how, how can somebody who comes from you telling me i love karen carpenter come up with this crazy sound that uh you know just really paved and really made spread eagle this 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 picture that i hadn't heard before i think that was just you know um timing and and just weird luck is I just tapped into something I didn't even know I had. First of all, when I first started singing, before I did the, my sort of vocal change naturally, I felt like it was it was called, I felt very radio friendly. That's the way to put it. I felt very radio friendly before I was beaten into submission and had the aggression pulled out of me. I think, so, you know, the guys saw that I had that this whatever, some you know, they didn't think I tapped into what I was doing enough and I wasn't giving enough vocally and I, I didn't really... I'd always sang, but it was always kind of shallow and, you know, just going through the motions. And uh, somehow we had this session where we were, I was jamming and my manager, Charlie, came and pushed me and he just set me off. And I started like, just, I got angry and I, that tapped me into some crazy energy that I didn't know I had, you know? And uh, I think you sort of tap into your most, um, I don't know whether it's anger or whatever that, that thing is inside you, once you tap into that kind of flow of energy, you're able to deliver that kind of volume and that kind of energy, you know, push to the microphone. Um, developing a rasp, I don't know how the hell it happened, just was a trick, you know? Uh, I wish I could tell you exactly that I, how I had a handle on it. I never understood it until I really started talking about it with you. And then I started to look back on how I did things. I don't know whether it's just an anger and aggression and, and youth at the time. It was unbridled passion, we'll call it, but I had no control of it, so. I think when it's when you're not thinking about it so much, you just use all the juice in your body and you go for it. And and I got lucky; people thought it was cool, so I just tapped into that. I used it every time. Does well, that know, answer your question? Yeah, and you know, I remember um, I forget which Def Leppard record it was on. Maybe uh, maybe right after High and Dry, he kept pushing him and pushing him, sing higher, higher. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I think it it made Joel Elliott mad, and he finally hit it and he unlocked it. And it was that emotional drive, that bearing down. <clears throat> but you. You know, this has been decades you've been singing and you did the two spread records and you just did Weapons of a New. And I saw you with uh, Tesla and um, you still got it. I mean, that that um, that emotion was there in the way like you call them the whips, the way you add those those really high screams. You would slip those in between, you know, the clean vocals. And it was um, we were on the bus and you said, you know, you you weren't feeling good, if you remember. But you said, you know what? Just, just don't baby it. Quit babying it, and it'll be fine. You know, it just if you yeah. work and and a lot of and you're so right. A lot of singers. Uh, I made a post earlier whining about man flu for the last month. <laughs> 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 but generally, if you get out of your mind 
uh, even if you're really sick, unless you get laryngitis or something, you you can still do amazing things with your voice. And I was the energy. You were like, um, what did you say? Like pop rocks or something. You were just all over the stage with just energy. And it was amazing. So um, I wish we could can that and sell it. But we could teach it in Vendera Vocal Academy. So yeah, it's, it's just it's just. You know, in karate, they do, a, in martial arts, it's chi. You know, it's this energy that flows through you, and you're able to tap into it when you need it. You know, I could be like, I could be, I could be sloshing around doing it on the bus, and then when it's time to go on, boom, you just go on, you know? But it's funny you say that because you, 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 as if you're singing, you feel it all the time, whether you're congested or you're scratchy, and it's like, oh, man, but, you know, in the real world, we got to just go out and hit it. It doesn't matter whether you're scratchy or not because you're getting paid to do something. With, with us being singers, yeah, you're always thinking about, you know, that's that's my livelihood. So, and it's funny, I, I, I did shows in the Orient, like Japan and China and uh, Kichi. They'd always ask me, where, where, where do you get this power from to break glass? And depending on where, what they want, what they want you to say, oh, it's my chi, it's my key, you know, to, to add to the show. But in, in reality, that's true. It's all, it's all about the inner gut-wrenching power coming forth. Right. And it can't be false. You know, you can't, it's something, maybe it's, I don't, I don't know if it's teachable. Somebody that has that kind of intensity inside them and you got to draw it out. You know, you can't, you can't go half-assed, you know, to the mic, whether it's doing something mellow or not, you got to sort of be in that moment and you got to find that, you know. And, you have to draw it out of them, but teach them to teach themselves. Like, right. um, like um, I was singing in this uh, band and um, I forgot to take a big breath and I was holding out a high note. And I thought, man, I'm going to lose it, going to lose it. And all of a sudden, something flip-flopped, and it felt like I was inhaling the note. And I held it out you know, three times longer than I ever could on half my breath. And uh, even in my book, Raise Your Voice, I'm like, I call it the inhalation sensation. I said, I can't really teach you. I can describe it. And then you have to find it. You know, you, ha you have to work towards it. And then when you do, it's like, bam, oh, I get it. I get it. Same thing with you. It's like, oh, I get it. There's that, there's that emotion. There's the, it finally came forth. And, and you feel it. It's like, it feels like you're flying. You know what I mean? We put out this book, Melody to Madness, and this book is about how to find your voice. It was a great concept. Where did you come up with it? I mean, where, where did we come up with this? Con I can't remember if I'm the one that pushed you to do it because you're so unique. But even if that was said and done, you had to, you had to have a path for this book, which I know it was pretty intense with going through your past and everything. But how did you formulate it? I love it. Uh, if this was on video, you could see his book, Melody Madness. I love that cover. I love that cover better than my book. <laughs> well, it's just, it's, you know, it's just got the mic. That's it. That's, that's, that's where you, you throw all your stuff into. This is it. That's, that's the path right there, you know. Um, the, the Melody to Madness, we live to be melodic. You're always in search of the melody, whether it's, you know, in, in the studio or just creating music. But the madness that's involved in it. You know, uh, getting to a point where you have so many melodies that it drives you crazy. And you can get to this little mic stand here and just lose your mind. You know, sometimes I'll think I'll have it all together. And then I step to the mic and I don't anymore because it's just too much. Um, that sounds very dramatic. No, it sounded great. Um, it sounded great. But it's, it's simple. Singing meets, you know, creativity. And, and you know what it's like when you have so many ideas, you can't get them all out at once. So you have to break that down and it's you got to slow the roll down and go one at a time. You know, it's very difficult for some people to do. It's difficult hey, for me to do. You know, also, I know it was great. Uh, just really interjecting. It looks like Benny's eating popcorn. So I don't know if that's what it was. It's like, mm, this, this is good. Oh no. Mouth, mouth's feeling a little dry, but I have some gum here. So I figured you guys are doing all the talking. You're more interesting than me. So that's why you're probably going to say, I'm just here. I'm just here for the comments. Well, it's, it's exactly. What's 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 trippy for me is is talking about being able to talk about singing and having a platform because when you're singing in a band, people really don't want to hear about how you do it. They just like to see you do it and that's it. The people, well, how do you do this or how do you do that? You know, it's it's 
it's an awesome thing to have this kind of platform. You know, I wish I'd had this years ago, but you know, well, I that's why we I was born before that, you. That's why we're very uh, humbled that you're coming with Vendera Vocal Academy and you're teaching and and you teach in your own right. I mean, you teach in Florida and you teach online and you actually teach this method to help you find your own voice. Now, when we wrote this book, um, this it was Ray's book. It was all him. But me being a producer and the publisher, I was right there with him. I probably made you feel uncomfortable at times. Uh, maybe not. But you really dug really deep into your past to look at everything, the bad times, the good times, to kind of figure out what shaped you as a singer. And that's why I say, you know, you don't want to parrot a singer. I mean, if you're in a, you're in a tribute band, you, you want to pay homage and try to sound like Steve Perry if you're in a Journey tribute band. But those are two different thumbprints. Even if by some crazy maniacal chance that some weird one in 10 billion odds that these two bodies and vocal cords are almost identical, each person still had a different life. Somebody, somebody might have grown up, you know, rich. You know, somebody might have grown up in poverty. Um, somebody might have uh, had their parents die. Somebody might have been in love. You know, you, you never know. Everything affects your voice. At least that's what I got from your book when, when you started writing it. It's like, oh, my God. And it actually affected my voice. I mean, even this, the couple songs we put out so far. Uh, even like Lisa, it's it's even though so I thought before I'd be like, nah, man, I got to scream my brains out. And you going through the program with you actually opened me up and said it's not about that. It's about this emotion. And people are like, oh, my God, it's it's so it's so it makes me want to cry. The the, the the pain I hear in Jamie's voice when he sings that. So, I mean, I owe homage to you. You're my coach. You know, I have many coaches. Oh, and you're actually great. one of my coaches. So um, I hope that's, that's what that's you meant to do with the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. If, if it affects any singers, you know, this is a singer's book. This is, uh, this isn't for the person that's really starting out. You know, this isn't a technique book. It's, it's, it's the Zen of singing. You know, we break it down in exercises. Yeah. But it's just, it's about, you know, getting it done here. This has to meet here. You know, this has to meet here. It's got to come out, but you know, your history makes up who you are. Obviously you are the sum of all your years and whether you're, you're uh, 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, whatever you've been through or what you've heard, especially the music you've heard growing up, that makes up a lot of who you are. And I think when you're on the mic or, and you're reaching for, you're reaching for stuff, um, you have to be smart. And if you think back to your influences, that's going to make up obviously what you sound like. But in the middle of all that, there's still you. So it's not cool to just follow one singer. I like to take everything I've ever heard and put it all into one thing. That's part, that's the different colors of it, if you will. Does that sound too shishi? No, no, because you you taught me that. Ray and I actually teach the same technique, but he has different scales, and we both have different approaches. But that's why he's he's part of the team. I act, man. He's taught me a lot, and like when I was teaching in Columbus this past week, one of my singers was like, "I don't know who I am." Well, who do you like? Well, I love Sammy Davis, and I love Michael Bublé, and I, I, you know, from working with Melody Madness, I said, well, let's let's start building your vocal bag of tricks. What is the what is like the top two, just to get him easy uh, nuances of Sammy that you like? And he's like, I like when he goes in and I kick, when he has a K on the end of this or that. I said, okay, let's put that all together because I still hear your thumbprint. I still hear you when you speak, but now you can begin to color your vocal palette. Uh, with oh, that's these, good. That's good. That sounds sexy. Yeah, with the, yeah, your vocal palettes. Uh, that sounds sexy. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, I listen to you, and I, I literally do hear, as funny as it sounds, I'll listen to songs, and I'll hear little elements of uh, Karen Carpenter, uh, James Brown, and it's still, it's not that you sound like them, but you can hear these patterns. 
that just like the strokes of a brush that really paint who you are. Yeah, once again, it's it's sound and feeling. You know what I mean? You could listen back. James Brown is your is your is your aggression. You know, and Karen Car Karen Carpenter is your soft tones, and that's your melody. And then uh, James is your madness. Is my madness? It's the insanity of singing, man. It's such a it's such an awesome thing. And you know, let me just sidetrack real quick. I was at the School of Rock the other day, preaching to some kids, and uh, the one I was like, well, who, who, who are the singers? And only two kids raised their hand. They're both girls. And the guys are like hiding behind their guitars. I'm like, come on, someone's got to be able to, you know, have a, be fearless. Who's fearless? Then I said, who's fearless? Then more kids raise their hand. You know, I said, well, you know, you guys, if you're fearless, you can sing. Because it's, you know, you don't have that, you don't have, the, you're not behind an instrument, you know, and you're, you're free. So you have to, you have to sell that. You're, 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 you're confident. See, singing is confidence. So when you see somebody just being free, when you're kind of lost in the music, that's about as free as you can get singing and the kind of the world kind of goes away and then everything becomes effortless but that's all because your your history has led up to that you know you're feeling all that stuff from your past when your kid listening to karen carpenter james brown um you know zeppelin i put them all in the same box black sabbath you know that all comes into play yeah it's but it's hard it's, it's to find your center in that is what takes work in the studio <clears throat> because you know you can <clears throat> you'll know right away if you if you or trying to emulate someone else, it'll feel a little bit uncomfortable because it's kind of wrong, you know? So if you have the, the sense to understand like, yo, man, I'm, I feel like I'm copying someone else. Let me just push, let me, let me not just let this slide. Let me go a little further and see how far I can push this. So we make everyone insane with having to record tracks 10 times over and over again. It's three in the morning. Everybody wants to go home. And I'm like, let's just do it one more time because I know there's something else there. No, Ray, you already got it. No, I know there's something else there. It doesn't sound right. And that's something you have to push everyone else around you. And I don't know what this has to do with the topic, but you know, no, I mean? everything, but uh, you, you don't realize how you've influenced me because I'm the same way. And I actually told you this. I, I, uh, my engineer, Dallin Beck, it, it, I drove him insane because the songs we do that I'm sending him is harmony, 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 harmony. I'd, I'd have 10 harmonies. Well, no, this ain't going to work. It's in the field of 7K and this and that. And we'd argue back and forth until he finally said, I get you now. He said, this, he said, uh, and he didn't mean this like I was a boy band, but he says, it's like you're a boy band. In one person, because <laughs> yeah. you got all these parts, but you're always and I, I will do something a dozen times now. It's not feeling right until I find it, and then I, I feel comfortable with it. And that's you know for me, and I know it's you, you've recorded so many albums, you, you've done this. I mean, you got All Points West, and uh, you know you, you've done many things over the years, and I'm sure it's the same thing. We've talked about this. It's still kind of nerve wracking, you know. So singers, if you're listening, don't feel ashamed if you're nerve wracking in the studio, but when you get on stage, you, you feel that freedom. You know, because right. when it's, to me, when I'm in the studio, I'm thinking about technique and every little nuance to get it right for tape. And then live, you just you just spelled it out. And you, it, which I wish, you know, we need to pull it over to the studio. But that's just that's just part of life. You know how it oh, goes. Yeah. So that, that, uh, go ahead. No, that's another that's another animal, you know, because when you're live, do you lock into what you just recorded? And do you follow that that, you know, that paint by numbers every day thing? Or do you go and get a new, you know, canvas and, and freestyle every day? I don't think you should be just because you recorded something a certain way. I don't think you should be locked into that. You should, I think you should have the freedom to like, you know, to rock and roll around the melodies and have fun, ad lib like crazy. <clears throat> I just, I just came out of a situation where it was like, oh man, you know, uh, I think you, you know, every night when you're done, it's like, oh, you did a great job. I'm like, okay, you know, but this, it's like, I like that I have the freedom to ad lib. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't even want to play live. You know, I wouldn't want to work with guys that sort of box me and lock me down to that. 
it's easy to feel like crap after a gig. If, if you didn't do it perfect, it's more fun to just feel good. Like you just had a great positive experience. You laid out a bunch of energy with people. They connected with you. That's all that matters. Well, that's what the I more, like about. And you, but you still got to sing in tune. Well, I, I like that about live performances because I love the whole weapons of a new album, but live, and it wasn't that. It was, I, I'm not going to say, you know, some singers would be like, oh, they're avoiding the high notes. You never did that. You ad libbed a lot and you still stayed in the melody and you jump up high, you hit the note. It was so cool, you know, because the other guys weren't singing in the band. So it was almost right. like you were, you were being, you were trying to be your back up in. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like three girls in the back. You know what I mean? Dude, I know. That's what I'm telling you. What that I told you last week. I learned every freaking harmony. I was waiting. I was like, "Get me up on stage." I, I, I wish it would have been the smaller club. We'd had a blast, but uh, it was amazing. So now, Spread Eagle. Yeah. Finally, I've been waiting 20 years. You just oh, got yeah. signs. Some people even longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn! And I throw that in there. So, I, uh, gotta own it. Gotta own it. You're writing now. Are you are you writing in Florida, or you got to fly to New York and do this? I got to fly back and forth. Uh, the guys already started uh, some sessions, and I actually got sent something, which is cool. Um, but it's just you know we have a whole. I think it's we have a December thirty first is the date, so we have like about eight months of just solid writing and the rest of the recording or whatever. And the one thing I want to call you out on this, I'm putting this in the podcast. I, I got it. This is this is for Jamie. I got to hear one scratch on this album, which I put that. <laughs> I put that on. Now you're—he's giving me the look, like you little. <laughs> you know, it's funny you, you say that because I—that was the first screen that I ever had that I liked. I'm not—we've we've discussed this before. Those of you who love to clean, you know, sing clean and scream clean, do all that. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, that's all cool. I just—I just—that doesn't really grab where I'm at. Yeah, um, I like a little more. You know, me. Uh, I like to do it my, my way. This how I used to be like a cat on helium because yep. I used to just be on the top of that whole that first spread record is me up there. Yep. And uh, once we were talking about technique, that felt natural for me to use my head voice as yep. much as possible. I just felt comfortable in that. Like doing something baritone seems so weird, and maybe like doing uh, through these eyes was even like kind of weird for me at first because I had to sing just sort of like somewhat soft. And if yep. you hear that track, there's there's a lot of grit still in that vocal because mm -hmm. I really didn't control that. Since then, I've learned that I don't have to just be up here all the time. You know, now that I discovered some lower register, I have all this all this room, which is great. That's freedom. Yeah, use more room, uh, dude. E e even when we saw you, Scott and I saw you live a few months ago, I remember. I don't even know if you even realized this when you were ad libbing. You hit some screams that were just cat on helium, just like the beginning of scratch. It's just like like moments in time, and it was like a hit. Scott turned me. He's like, "Oh my god!" I said, I "Told you, he still has it." Oh, I dude, mean, man. It was it was cool. So no, I I, I when, when we even when I teach range, it's not about everyone thinks it's how high can you sing and it, no, it's not. You really want to broaden that spectrum. You want a lower range. You want a higher range so that you have more collars that you can pull into a song. So that that's okay. good. <clears throat> okay. and and I've learned, you know, since we we've, we've broken down the art of screaming, I can teach the air scream super easy. That's something like you know when someone says to me, I I can't scream like that. Yes, you can. You just got to teach people how to tap into that. And anybody who could do the cookie monster uh, yep. can do any, anything in pitch like that, really high screams, you know? And that's a whole, that's a whole school of thought right there, you know? Well, I'm, very, like, I'm very humble, but I think we broke it down best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I had you in my pocket. So it's like, we're, hey, try we're this. okay. We're okay. <laughs> but hey, man, I think it's, it's a powerful tool. I think if you can teach it to someone, that's great. Uh, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm lucky. I can still find those little pockets of places to put that kind of scream, you know, and uh, it, it's great when you do it live. You can bear down. You just you just 
getting into it and you see people just like, yeah, you know? Well, it shows, um, and I'm not saying, uh, trust me, this is not a, like saying you're old or age because we're, we're around the same age, but it shows you that you can do in your 30s, 40s, and 50s what you could do in your 20s. You know, and there, there's that, that uh, belief that, oh, you get older, you, uh, you lose it. And it's not true. I mean, as long as you, you work on your instrument and keep it up to date, uh, everything's good. Right. I mean, I'm lucky, I'm lucky that, you know, through teaching and through performing and all of the, the pathways we have, that I've been able to just keep singing. And that's a very important thing, too. You know, you, it's, I took some years off. I found, that, I found that taking years off really hurt me. And it took me a long time to get back on that. You, it's hard to get that muscle memory going again. And so... Yeah, it is. Uh, Somebody said to me not too long ago, it's, if you don't sing every day, I was just talking to Ben about this, that you lose it. And where I have been, I've been slack, you know, doing the TV shows and so busy with the, the school and teaching more. And I thought, no, nah, man, you need to be singing at least an hour a day, you know, just to keep and just all these different songs. So you, you remember how to maintain, you know, what, you know, all these different nuances of your voice. Uh, and you've pushed me on that, which leads me to. You just said you teach. You teach in Florida. You taught in New York. You teach online. You, t you teach down there privately. What do you teach when a student comes to you? I know you got your own vocal scales and you got the book, but like, what, what's a typical little lesson for you? Well, part of it is just getting people loose, you know, getting them just to relax and really just enjoy their own voice without thinking too much about it. You know, uh, we... It's important for someone to look at, at their history like we just, we just talked about. You know, uh, even write out a bio. Write out, everybody should have their own bio, if, let's see if they're in bands. But write out like, you know, we talk about the bands that, are in, that they like and that have influenced them. And, and then we go back and actually look at the singers and we'll even break down tracks. You know, if, if you like, like I said, if you like Sammy Davis Jr., why are we discussing him in rock and roll? I don't know right now. But if you like that, <laughs> you would go to that singer and really break it down. You know, what are his nuances? What are, you know, his tones and inflections? You know, what, when is he, when is he put on the gas? When does he relax? And you, you sort of like, you know, you study. It's, it's a bit, it takes a bit of study. So, and I, I find that sitting and talking with people about vocals opens a lot of subjects so they become very emotional. You know, we can do the scales, like I said, but I think conversation with someone has a lot to do and, and leading by example. So I also like to take a, a cover song you have to have a particular cover song in mind. I like to sort of put that on, on the table and sort of work around that and not do it note for note. I like to teach redos. How to do it in their own I, style. Yeah, to influence people to do something their own way. And in that, you'll find your own kind of style as well. There are, I, don't, I don't consider myself so much a, a lyricist. I'm more of a stylist. You know, that's what I'm most proud of, I think, is that I've created a style that I like. And some people like me seem to dig it. A lesson can go. A lesson can go anywhere from A to Z. It's not something that they're not the same each time. You know what I mean? So it, it's hard for me to give you exactly what we do, but there is a method to it, to the madness. Um, yeah, and we and we work well together. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a voice strengthening specialist. I'm a technician. I get into a lot yeah. of that. I do some singing, but what I like about you and what works so well is that you do really get into it. Even like a minute ago, you said, "Well, I don't know why we're talking about Sammy Davis Jr." But we can say the same thing about you. Why we talk about Karen Carpenter. Everything influences you. So this isn't about taking a lesson with Jamie or Ray if you're only a rock singer. You could be a country singer, a blues singer. You know, everybody's influenced by whatever they do to create that unique style. And you are. You're, you're, you're a strengthening coach. You're a style coach, which is why, of course, uh, you know, that we work together. You bring a lot to the table. Um, so, uh, Ben? Do you got anything to add? Uh, I know we've been talking. I didn't know if you had any questions that came to your mind. I'm actually just enjoying the conversation. Like this, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm very glad we did this podcast with Ray. Finally, we've been uh, 
I've been looking forward to this. So this is good. And yeah, um, it's been a little while. So for those who, um, you know, so Jamie and I, we run the Vendera Vocal Academy, which it's a monthly uh, program. We have singers all over the world who, uh, you know, they attend our live group training sessions. We have a members only newsletter. Um, we have the critiques library. But one of the things we're going to be doing here pretty dang soon is um, we're going to be working with Ray West, and he's going to be helping us out with some of the training materials. So if you're enjoying uh, what you're hearing in in this podcast, we're going to have him on future podcasts, most likely. And then also uh, he'll be uh, hanging out with us in the academy, perhaps making some videos, uh, writing some articles for us. So there, there's plenty of Ray West. You can check him out. Um, he has a Facebook page. He's got the Spread Eagle uh, Facebook page as well. And uh, he'll be joining us uh, on the Academy with some of his training. So for anyone who's interested, you can just keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and we're getting started this month. And um, remember, VVA members, that we always have discounts in there. So if you want to book a lesson with Ray, uh, you can do it through the site so that uh, you can save a little money. And it'll be time well spent even if you're in his classes, his live classes. Ray, you got anything to add, man? Is there anything we did not cover? Just wanted to Uh make sure. I think we're all good. You know, basically we're here to, you know, we're here as a sense of support for, for people that want to express themselves, man. I think singing is a great, great thing to have in your life. And I don't say that to, to, to any kind of sale. I think it's just once you discover it, it's really freeing. And it's like, you know, some people do yoga. We sing. You know, it just feels great. And it's a, I don't know, I feel, I feel best and freest when I'm doing it. So I like to spread that kind of thing to as many people as humanly possible. Did you say spread because you're like plugging spread eagle? No, no, that's funny. That's funny you did that. <laughs> well, earlier he said method to the madness. I was like, okay, yeah, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a marketing genius. He just <laughs> I didn't even know it. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. Ray and I have been friends for like I, ha- I never get to see Spread Eagle uh, live, but I was one of the biggest fans. And he, you and I, I know we've been friends for over ten years. So we've had the book out for a few years. Um, and we finally met, met many times on Skype and then eventually uh, met with Weapons of a New. I'm so glad to have you on board with us. This is going to really be a great addition to VVA. Ray, anything else you'd like to add as we wrap up here? Let's just create an army of badass musicians and send them yes. off into the world. And let's just take over the planet with them. And, and just make good music all over the place. That's it. And then spread Definitely. good cheer. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Ray. I'm going to go ahead, wrap up this broadcast. Um, we're going to have another episode out uh, this next week. We're, we're back to our Thursday podcast releases. So hope you enjoyed this one and we'll see you on the next Sing Better Fast podcast. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.